Hello and welcome to Charles Kelly Money Tips. Uh, hope you're having a great day. Welcome from a, a rainy, showery day in London on uh, Friday the 18th of, of October. And I uh, hope you're having a great day yourselves. And thanks for tuning in on Facebook Live and to my Money Tips podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and on my website moneytipsdaily.com. Um, I'm a bit dressed up today because I'm going down to the, the House of Lords uh, today. Yes, the House of Lords, which is is the, the second chamber of the House uh, of Parliament. So you have the House of Commons where the MPs sit and then you have the House of Lords where uh, it's the second second chamber where laws are passed through there as well. And I'm going down there today for the presentation of the British Community Honours Award. Uh, I know some people there who are receiving uh, the Community Honours Award and, and I tend to sort of just help out a bit down there. And I, I was a recipient of this award, I think about two or three years ago now, maybe three years ago, and very proud to, to, to have that. It's, it's awarded to people who do something for their community and in particular for integrating uh, different communities, uh, minority communities and integrating uh, as minorities into society. I, I was actually born, uh, I, I born in the UK, but my, both of my parents came from overseas. So they were first generation immigrants. So the British Community Honours Award uh, honours those people who have integrated into society and done something for their for their community. So I'm looking forward to that later on later on this evening. And I'll be doing some filming down at Parliament because today uh, is a big day. Yesterday, uh, just to give you sort of some of the, the news roundup of the week, yesterday. Boris Johnson announced that a deal was agreed with with the European Union. Yeah, so we've got this deal now, and it will be voted on tomorrow in Parliament. That's a Saturday. Now, normally they're closed on a Saturday. They don't sit in Parliament. But this is the first time they've been called back into Parliament on a Saturday since the Falklands War crisis uh, in 1982. So it's quite an historic day. But I don't think this is going to be the end of it. Um, I'm not sure he's got enough people behind him to, to get this through Parliament, to get this vote through. And, you know, a law is just not enacted just like that. You know, you, you've got to um, uh, go through the amendments and, and go through uh, every line of it. So I, I don't think it's just a matter of presenting it in one day and just agreeing it and that's it. That There will be some... Uh, talking to do there will be some uh, scrutiny of, of the this this proposal and I'm not even sure if it's a particularly good deal um, if you start looking at some of the details you'll see that we're still paying I think a 33 billion pound divorce bill which I, I believe I, I, I'm not sure about this I believe Boris said we're not going to pay this divorce bill I, I'm, I'm not sure if it was him or somebody else but um, I thought that was the idea that you know, we, we're going tough and going hard and not pay this divorce bill. Also, there's other things about it I don't like with, with the Northern Ireland situation. And also that the, the British fishermen are, are, are not going to get their, their waters back. And, and this was asked yesterday in this farcical uh, press conference with, with the EU leaders. There was Donald Tusk, there was Barnier, the chief negotiator, and Jean-Claude uh, Juncker and uh, there was this bizarre situation people asking them questions and, and they were just looking around and saying no I don't know no I do not want to answer that one do you want to answer it no our right, next question and they just wouldn't answer questions and somebody brought up the question of fishing and nobody wanted to answer it and eventually 
there was this deathly silence and then Barnier comes up and starts speaking in French I think and says something about um, countries like Denmark get do most of their fishing in British waters and we have to think about them don't we we have to think about other countries who make their living fishing in British waters well why 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 do we have to think about that if, if you have Philippine fishing waters you don't want people going in there and saying well you know taking all the fish from your waters and depleting the waters if you're if you've got fishing around your seas then you don't want the people just coming in and marching in and taking it like like China have done in some countries but it, it it was a joke and they wouldn't answer questions so I'm not sure if this is a good deal personally uh, this is my only my own view we either stay in or just get out clean and, and that's it we, we leave without a deal and we'll make a deal afterwards because this is only the withdrawal agreement it's not the final deal that we'll have this is going to wrangle on for years so I, I personally think just get out and then let's do the deal afterwards uh, or we just stay in um, so who knows what's going to happen so it's all in the balance but in the meantime from a business point of view it is actually um, stifling business and you know stifling business confidence and businesses are not sure what's going to happen in in the next month or by the 31st of October when we're supposed to be leaving or whether there'll be an extension until January we, we just don't know and that's that um, uncertainty is causing a, a, a reduction in business confidence and in the property market we've seen that properties fell in 2016 when the referendum was held and they haven't really recovered properly since then so we're either going to see further falls because people believe that if we leave the EU there'll, there'll be a disaster or we're going to see uh, maybe a little boom when things pick up um, you know I, I've spent 25 years in financial services so I've seen the ups and downs of the economy and I've seen much worse uh, far worse uh, recessions than than the one we had from 2008 until till now I've seen when interest rates was, were up at 16 percent and jumped in from 12 to 16 and back down to 12 in the same day so it, it's often 10 to 12 to 16 to 15 and then back down to 12 that that day when the pound had that crisis the ERM quite crisis as they called it I've seen all that before so um, you know, I've, I've seen the ups and downs. I've written a book about money called Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness, where, you know, I go through how to manage money, how to manage your mindset as well. So I, I'm, I feel I'm qualified. I spent 25 years dealing with thousands of people in financial services. So I, I know um, how, you know, how people handle their money and I know the way you should handle the money and the way you shouldn't. And just, just as a diversion of that, the BBC have got a program on called My Money, and it follows a student from Salford University, Olivia Davis, who is recording and diarising her exact spending for a week because she, she says she finds it very easy to spend money on clothes and makeup. These are the, the so-called impoverished students. And if you can follow that on BBC, look at BBC My Money at bbc.co.uk and you can follow that because I, I actually think it's a good idea to record. And this is one of the three R's in my uh, yes money can buy you happiness to you know record the, the the money that you spend the money that you earn and the money you spend and so uh, that that's one of the three r's and i just keep it on a spreadsheet uh to keep it keep it on anything keep it a little book or if you like sorry uh the suit is a bit uncomfortable um keep just record and keep keep a diary of of what you spend and you'll be amazed at, at, at what you, you see. Now, some you can get apps to do this. You can get banking apps that maybe will allow you to download your, your spending in a month. 
that's a good way of just looking or you can look at your bank statement because if you're spending most of your money on your bank card then you can see where it's going out but then you've got to look at your regular standing orders some of your standing orders and direct debits might be through credit cards which uh, can can just go unnoticed I, I found that using a Monzo card is quite good if you have a Monzo account for your spending then you're immediately updated as you spend the money and and you're immediately updated when someone deducts money from your account uh, so I'm going to just show you the card here because it's quite a nice color I don't know even what you call that is that magenta pinky sort of color uh, th there's the card and uh, Monzo is the Monzo is the word and th they're quite good it, 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 it has an app attached to it and when you spend money it gives this little cha-ching noise and a little thing comes up saying you've spent five pounds getting a rail ticket or buying a coffee in Starbucks or somebody's deducted 50 pounds from your account on on a on a direct debit and then you can say well hang on did I you know maybe you've something you've forgotten about I, I'd forgotten about click funnels deducting money and they, they ramped up my account to a higher level without my permission and then I was able to, to find that out and go in and stop it so to, to just that that's one of the things um, you know read all your bank statements, revise uh, your, your, your financial plans and, and record everything that comes in and goes out. Okay, so going back to the, the, the Brexit thing, we'll have to see what happens. I'm going down to Parliament today, I'm going to film it because it's, it's absolute chaos down there. There's people out there saying stop Brexit. There's people saying we're going to, we should uh, leave the EU. There's Extinction Rebellion people blocking all the traffic, blocking trains. Yesterday they were blocking trains and and uh, some of the commuters got fed up with it and got very angry and pulled two guys off of, a, of off the top of a, a London underground train. And in a way, I can understand why they were frustrated because there's all these people stopping them going to work, stopping them earning money, stopping them going about their business, taking their kids to school and maybe attending hospital appointments. And then there's these people standing on top of the train saying the world's going to end. Well, you know, th there's a time and a place for it, I think. And uh, yeah. We, we all know that we're, we're in crisis, but there's countries, other countries doing a lot worse things than, than Britain. Why don't look at Brazil burning all these trees in, in the Amazon? Let, let's, let's look at these sorts of things. This is the, the CO2 uh, conversion factory of the world, and 20% and of those trees are gone. But it, Britain is doing a lot to, to reduce carbon emissions, and we're one of the countries that, that is doing a lot and has a target for this. So, yeah, Extinction Rebellion, fine. But don't forget, some of these people have been bussed in from other parts of the country. They've been paid to come down to London and cause utter disruption. And uh, and so, you know, and they're stopping other people going out and going about their daily business and earning money. Delivery people uh, that may only get paid according to how much they deliver. Zero hour contract workers. All these things are are, are affecting it. And, and you can't just bring a city to stand to a standstill forever. You know, you can you can have one off protests on a Sunday or Saturday, but not the way they're doing it. And people took out their frustrations on a couple of protesters and, and frankly gave them a good kick in. And, you know, whilst we don't like to see violence, I think some people are thinking to themselves, well, they're taking direct action against the, the, the system. So maybe they have to take direct action against the system rather than just the police coming along and look at them and look at them on the on the roof of a train and say, OK, well, we can't do anything because we don't want to injure anybody. So we'll just leave them there for a couple of hours. And then the, the station, well, no, these people just got fed up with them. They, they literally went off the train and dragged them down. Uh, you, you can see the video on YouTube. So that's what's been happening there. So I'll be down there a little bit later. And this week I also talked about the rich 
uh, the things that the rich people do that the poor don't check out that on, on my uh, podcast or, or look at it on moneytipsdaily.com look at it, the habits that I've observed over 25 years as a financial advisor and look at some of those things that they that, that the wealthy and the successful people do that the poor don't and I've, I've listed out quite a few of of the habits and things they don't one of the things they do uh, the rich people do that the poor people don't give you a little clue is is they invest they, they spend their time investing saving and managing their money and the poor people don't they just say where did it all go i, I just don't know where it went and, and that's 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 the difference then i talked about debt problems drowning in a sea of debt um you know millions of people are drowning drowning in this sea of debt and a, a leading debt charity said they've dealt with nearly ten thousand people earning more than forty thousand pounds a year and that's quite a high salary in the uk so it's not just the people at the the real bottom end of the, the pay scale who are being affected and then we talked about the property business and uh, whether people should invest now or wait until Brexit and wait until things have been sorted out. That was another thing we talked about this week in, in the Money News. And so uh, just, just one thing I want to talk about, the, the cities on the BBC website, you can see the cities which are where rents are rising the highest. Obviously, London is, is the highest rent, but you can actually check out from a Zoopla report as to which cities where where, where uh, people are spending the, the highest proportion of their money on rent, which include London, but they also include places like Oxford, Brighton and Cambridge. And lower the lowest amount, on, according to their income, spent on rent is Hull, Bradford and Stoke. Um, UK-wide rental pro prices were up by an average of 2%, which is... Uh, half the typical wage rises but it but is in line with inflation personally i think a lot of landlords leave the rents as they are they don't increase rents for tenants uh, because you know if you've got a good tenant and they're paying their rent a lot of landlords will think well if i increase the rent they might leave and so they end up leaving rents the same for three or four years and i know one landlord that uh, has done just that and i've done that in many cases and only when a tenant leaves then you may have to do some work on the property uh, to clear up the mess that you usually get, uh, then then you might increase the rent. And also rents have been held down by just the economic situation. Uh, uh, there's not as many tenants around as there were. So yeah, rents may have risen, but I'm not quite sure about that figure. That's, that's on the UK wide figure, uh, maybe in hot cities where there's a big shortage or student places. But um, you know, the, the, the cost of renting home rose fast fastest in Nottingham, Leeds and Bristol, which are uh, big, big student areas. And, you know, there's just tens of thousands of students coming into those areas. So uh, it's not surprising that those areas rose. But if you look at average areas around the outskirts of London, I don't think rents are rising that much at all. In fact, if anything, they've had to come down a bit in the last couple of years. So check out that for yourself on the, on the BBC website and check out my own website, moneysipsdaily.com. And I'll, I'll, I'll leave you there. I'm off now to, to London and the House of Lords. So I'll check in with you later. We'll do a little broadcast from there and hope to speak to you again soon. Have a great day, Friday, and have a, a great weekend. This is Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. Thanks for tuning in. Bye for now.